So that was a lot of fun. Right? It was a ton of fun. My leg is cramping. I'm having <laughs> problems crossing my legs. That workout was so hard. Just a bitch. Oh my god. Okay, what was the workout that we did today? We did, um, it was, oh my goodness, I forgot. Okay, no, no, it was 12. Or no, 15, 12, 9, 6, 3 thrusters, building up to from 95 to 135. Yeah. And 10 burpee over bar facing. And then on the remaining remainder of the minute 30. That you're supposed to get that all in. Yeah. Why shuttle runs. And then you rest for a minute 30 and do that five times. Yeah, that really hurt. Okay, so I haven't worked out in a while and I felt like that was a really shitty workout to start with. Well, I feel like... I mean, I've been working out, but I think it's just our colds, and it's also the fact that we are in a different area. Dude, it's- I'm not going to be able to go to the bathroom tomorrow. <laughs> I can't be able to sit. Anyways, we are super excited to introduce to you our next guest, because the moment I met her, I just knew, like, I just instantly had a crush. Like, she's a total babe. Boss babe. Yes. Yeah. She's, not only is she stunning on the outside, like, her heart and her pure vibe and the way that she puts herself out in the world and um, teaches women and just everyone in general um, positivity. She really... She lives by that. She opened up to us. With yeah, that. yeah, she did. It was, it was pretty dope. And I mean, you know, Tiff and I, we... We just live for women like that because yeah. that's what we strive to be like in our life. Yeah, yeah. Like giving a, a positive message. I mean, she's doing a, a, a leadership role better than I ever could, I feel. Like, I feel like she's got not only, you know, leadership um, capabilities, but she's so intellectually smart. Yeah. So she understands the philosophy and, you know, in you know, a happy, healthier lifestyle. And she literally lives it every day. Yeah. Knowing that people are watching. Okay, you're giving them too much. I'm sorry. Yeah, stop. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're super excited to introduce Deanna Meredith to you. And um, just dive in with us on this episode. She is a woman who is just on fire. Yeah, she's killing it. Love it. Love to have her back too. Yes. All right. Have Enjoy. fun. <laughs> So you'll have to excuse us sometimes. I'll be like, <laughs> like a fucking fool. That's okay. I've got this wonderful cold also. So well, I really hope yours doesn't develop into like what mm. we have going because it's like it hurts. Yeah, that sucks. It's yeah. Annoying. And people are sitting with it for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So, mm-hmm. I mean, your body needs what it needs, right? We'll see. Well, I always like it's always like a biggest indication like sick or sickness or injury. It's mm-hmm. like I feel like that's a sign of taking a break. Mm-hmm. It's time to like chill time to up. slow it down a little yep. bit. Yep, totally. Okay, so D, thank you for 
letting us come into yeah. your beautiful home. Thanks for driving all the way down here, ladies. That's yeah. uh, quite a trip for you to make. Sorry if there's like dog butts in your lap right now <laughs> or noses. Hey, as it. long as it's love, it's love, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. No, um, we were really excited to meet with you because we find you to be a very influential female athlete, mm. you know, in Thank you. lower mainland here. I mean, I don't know many outside of the lower mainland, but I think mm-hmm. you probably beat most of them. Okay. Thank right? You. <laughs> in, in, I mean, in, um, you know, like just in your presence and you have a, your gym and you're building a culture, you know, and on top of that, you know, that's your business and you're training like a fucking phenom. Mm, trying. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I know Jill and I were kind of talking about like a lot of athletes, like Brooke Entz, when she decided to go for the games, mm. she was like, Hey, I think I'm ready. And they're like, are you ready? Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm ready. Okay, let's do this. And then she looked at the program. She's like, fuck, I can't do this. It's too much. Oh my God. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. I, just, I didn't know that story. Yeah, yeah. She had to just take one day at a time. Like just mm-hmm. show up. That's mm-hmm. it. As long as you show up, mm-hmm. the rest will follow. Ben Bergeron says that a lot too, right? Uh, he's a good coach from the States and that's his mentality is just show up, work hard every day. Don't think about like the end game of it all because mm-hmm. that'll kind of overwhelm you. Um, just so be present, like just be present in that day, do your best that day and it's enough. So thanks for that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, is that the program that you follow right now? No, I, I've actually never had individualized programming. I do, he's just a coach that I find really inspirational. He's done a lot of podcasts and stuff. So he yeah. works with like elite, elite athletes, Catherine Davis daughter and a bunch of other athletes. But, um, I shouldn't say I've never had a program before. Uh, Louise Eberts did my gymnastics programming over the last few years, like, yeah. intermittently. Um, but I've never had just like a full program from start to finish, like really? Monday through Saturday type thing. No. Okay. So I've just kind of done my own thing and I've been really lucky, fortunate that Jeremy, my husband, is like a, you know, a mastermind in that regard. So uh, I just kind of follow along with what he does um, and he, what he's done over the years. But yeah, no, I just, I really appreciate you guys coming down here to talk with me. So I'm excited to see what we have yeah. on the docket and yeah, um, training and programming. Yeah, those are all good things. We can get into that if you want. Cool. Well, we were more, we want to hear your story a little bit. Okay. We want to know more like your background, where you came from, what okay. brought you to this point in time in this life. Yeah. And okay. What are your aspirations? Cool. So let's start with like, did you did you play sports as a kid? Yeah, yeah. I would I would definitely attribute kind of who I am a lot to the sports that I played growing up. I was really lucky. I was fortunate. My parents were like, yeah, whatever you want to do, you do it. You work hard, have fun. Um, so looking back, I mean, I was a ballerina. I did ballet when I was little, <laughs> uh, and then I got into uh, competitive swimming. So I was a competitive swimmer for a few years. Oh, doubt. Um, and then I was more into school sports, like in elementary school. Later, like long distance running, track and field, uh, volleyball, basketball. High school, I was um, I started golfing a lot as well when I was a kid. Uh, I was a competitive golfer. Um, Competitive. Competitive, yeah. Well, I mean, like, local competitions. Cool. Uh, there wasn't a lot of female golfers, so... I think my parents were really kind of pushing for me to get a scholarship of some sort, and mm. I think golf would have been a really good outlet for that. Mm. Um, but golf is not cool. 
It's cool with your buddies <laughs> and you're going for pastime. Yeah. Like, Do you remember like the golf teams in your school and you're like, yeah. they were nerds. Yes. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of cool kids golfing. And so I think they kind of pressured me more in that aspect, but they never had to pressure me for anything else. I mean, I loved everything else. I played piano uh, for like 10 years in Royal Conservatory. So I did a lot of different stuff. Yeah, you did. Um, and then like club volleyball, a little more competitive in high school. And then I played college basketball after I finished high school. So... Um, I always loved sports and was drawn, I think, and I keep mentioning like the competitive aspect, I think I was drawn to a competition like right from the get-go. Mm, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't like I liked beating other people, I just, I really wanted to do my best and I liked winning. And um, the pressure. Yeah, and like, I like the pressure of it all, yeah. But can we talk about the pressure part? Yeah, sure. Because like I grew up a little bit. Like, we didn't have a lot of money, so anytime yeah, yeah. I got to do sports was, mm. like, was high school sports. But anytime we had to pay, mm. I, I had to quit. Mm. So I don't feel like I ever got that competitive drive, and I think that has a lot to do with, you know, now. I'm not, I'm not huge into competing. Mm-hmm. I fucking love training hard, though. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I train competitively. Do you not like competition because of that aspect of it? Like, you don't enjoy the pressure of it? Or yeah, it's just I something don't. you don't, yeah. I okay. don't enjoy the pressure. But I did do the Can West, you know, in the summer yeah. with a couple girls. But I only did that because they were doing it. And I knew it was just going to be a shit show and mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like just... that that passes or if you've got, like, some good strategies, that's something you can overcome. Mm. But if you really don't enjoy it, um, yeah, I don't know if it's really something that you will. I don't know. I think I think if it's if it's something that you want to pursue and you're interested in it, yeah, it does. I think for a lot of people, competition does elicit a lot of good benefits. Like, uh, if you know you've got a competition coming up, you're more likely to train consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're more likely to like kind of maybe pick away at the things that you're not as good at. Uh, it kind of gives you something to be accountable to. So I think I always encourage people to compete for like lots of good reasons. It also gets you out of your comfort zone. And I think as adults, we tend to like just do stuff that we're comfortable with. Oh, totally. Um. But that's why CrossFit's great because you can't really. I mean, depends who you're, who you're coaching with or who you're training with. Mm-hmm. How comfortable are you gonna stay in that? Are you gonna hit that red zone, mm-hmm. black zone? Yeah, blackout. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've never blacked out before, but you never know. It's coming pretty close. close. Coming close on heavyweight. We had to take a yeah. knee a few times. Yeah. Like, oh, that was close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steam stars. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Steam stars. Squatting heavy and deadlifting heavy. I get like that. Um, yeah, no, competition. So thinking back, like I think of this sometimes when we're doing Olympic weightlifting, um, because I did some Olympic weightlifting competitions as well. And those are really like, if you're talking about wanting to develop some good uh, mental focus and and like, um, acuity, is that the word? Um, Olympic weightlifting, Atlas, not now, bud, Atlas. Weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting, if you're going to a competition, you lift in front of everyone and it's completely silent and you're snatching. And you're cold. Yeah, and you're clean and jerking to a max. Oh. And you walk out and like someone adjusts their chair in the crowd and it's like, you know, you're thinking about that and some little kid in the front row is like sneezing or someone's phone goes off, right? Like you need to be really focused on what you're doing. Um, powerlifting, a little less so. Most powerlifting meets you have like you know, noise going on. CrossFit competitions, tons of noise. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it's almost a little less pressure in that regard but you still feel that like physical shake yeah your up. body is like it, I'm it gonna pee my pants and throw up at the same time totally and you're like your fight or flight turns on I know every time I go out into a competition like the second I get on the floor I'm like why the fuck am I doing this yes 
And then my body's like, just run. Just, just go. go. You don't have to do this. Nobody says you have to do this. And that's, that's your fight or flight, right? That's your, like, your parasympathetic nervous system. That's everything gearing up. Because you're about to, like, you're about to crush it, right? Your yeah. body is, like, has adrenaline pumping. And you know pumping. what that's going to feel like. Totally. I love that feeling. Yeah. I'm surprised that's you a rush, like that. Right? That's a rush. I do when I train. Yeah. I train like I'm competing. Yeah. But, but when you're, like, at a competition, you don't, like... I look forward to my it's next It's just like another workout for, that. for me. Well, but that's I, good. Yeah. If you approach it that way. <clears throat> yeah, it is. It's just another workout. But I think it's like, it's the pressure and the lead up. And then mm. it takes me off my course. And I'm not eating properly. Not fucking sleeping. And I'm nervous oh, yeah. and shit. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's pretty normal. Yeah. Uh, I get that before competing as well, right? Like your body, again, is preparing for something. And you're, you're mentally preparing for it. Sorry. I can take that away from you if you want. <laughs> He's like, pay me attention, mom. If it gets out of hand, we'll uh, <laughs> okay. we'll strip him of his toy. <laughs> no fun for you. That is Atlas. Deanna's Ridgeback. I'm a dog mom. I have two dogs. Fur babies. Um, Fur babies are being nice and patient. Yeah. So, anyway, like effective strategies going into competition. I think maybe focusing more on what your goal is mm. is really gonna help. Like coming back to that every time. Um, like if you're feeling pressure, where is that coming from? Right. Like. What is ultimately your goal? When I compete, my goal is probably not everyone's goal. I hope it's not, right? It's very individual, but my goal is to do my very best. And it doesn't put any weight on like how anybody else does or how I do compared to anybody else. How can that not be everybody's goal? Well, I think it should maybe should be, right? Like a lot of people want to win, right? Like they go into something and they're like, I want to win, but I can't control what anybody else does. No, but you can can only only do your best. What I can do. Yeah. And maybe yeah. that's why I haven't ever, like, you know, blown it away or, or placed really well. Like, when I went to Worlds for powerlifting, my goal was to win when I went. Mm. But I had, like, a pretty good idea of where everyone was placed and what yeah. I was going to lift. So that's a little different. But with CrossFit, I mean, there's so many variables, right? Um, so many. And then people show up and they're like, you know, they've, they've been training so hard. And you just, yeah, you can't, like, you can't put yourself up against some of that stuff sometimes. So I don't know. I think yeah. if you focus on what your goal is and like be pursuant of that, then that might take some of the pressure that you're feeling yeah, away. Know. Or it might what just are your, you said other strategies. What other strategies? Yeah. Um, well, I think focusing on your goal, um, thinking more about like your strategies going into the workout. So rather than thinking of the weekend and it's like in its whole, knowing what all the workouts are and just like freaking out, like I'm going to, I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> right. Like I have the regionals one year was just like, holy cow. Right. You've got like 13 workouts and you're probably going to, yeah, it's how not, did you it's not fuel be for that? How do you fuel for that? How do I fuel? Yeah, how do I eat? Thirteen workouts. Oh, I don't think there was actually thirteen, but yeah. Um, but I mean, but that's a lot. That's a lot of work. In I don't eat days. very well when I compete at mm-hmm. that level. I would. Uh, the last year that I competed at regionals was the first first year that I wasn't nervous. Oh. And I was able to like eat just fine. And Ken West, I could eat and Duh. stuff. But uh, at regionals previous years, in between workouts, I would be pretty nervous. I'd have a hard time eating. Yeah. Um, like eating whole foods, like. In the morning at breakfast, I eat maybe like a third of what was on my plates, and just for those couple days, yeah, um, it's not easy. I don't suggest that or recommend that for people, but um, lots of baby food. I like yeah. baby food when I compete. Mm-hmm. I eat baby food on a regular basis too, just because it's like quick carbs in between. Just stuff. little pouches, little pouches. Yeah, They're I delicious like too. Yeah, I know chewing. So. It's like I feel like a cow sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chewing and like eating whole foods is difficult when you're competing, but. I mean, I think you should obviously fuel your body. I think uh, chicken and like rice and we always uh, well I, when I compete, I always bring donuts. Good and nice. like mm-hmm. 
gummy bears. candy and stuff. Yeah. I think when you said that you go into each competition with a little bit of a strategy, do you find that um, you will go into a workout and think, okay, I just need to hold like maybe a certain place here. Yeah, Or totally. like, I know I'm not going to win this one, but as long oh, as place? I like... Yeah, not really. I don't really notice what other people are doing when I work out when I pee. Yeah, which hey. is probably to a detriment because okay. I'll get like passed. I'm like, whatever. Like I'm just in my zone. <laughs> um, that would probably benefit me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not how I compete. Um, like it doesn't drive me to see someone else going faster. Okay. Um, yeah, you don't. You're not. I'm one really to just, just focused on someone. where I'm where I'm at. So strategy in terms of the weekend, if I'm looking at a bunch of workouts, I'll break each one of those down. And then figure out what I want to do with each of them. Yeah. Um, so knowing, like knowing where my capabilities are at, knowing where uh, my muscle upsets will be or how fast I can row or uh, what I want to do in terms of the actual breakdown of the workout. And I'll just try to focus on that as much yeah, as I can. that's good. But I get into like, you get into some pretty dark places when you're working out too. And I find I just like get in my zone and I don't really notice people around me. Yeah, you can't. But everybody's super Sometimes different. Sometimes you can't so. hear anybody. Like if you talk to Emily Rolf. Um, she's a really good competitor in Ken West. Uh, I, I don't want to speak for her, but I think she has that intrinsic drive where, like, if someone's starting to pass her, she's like, like fuck no. Like, she picks it up. And I think a lot of athletes are like that. Um, yeah, she, and that's part of competing, right? Like, what, what is pushing you? Um, typically for me, it's just the environment of it all. Like, I can feel the energy of the women around me really pushing hard, and I can maybe see them, um, but I think I'm mainly just in my zone. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Whether it's to detriment or not, right? Like, I think I probably should be a little more conscientious of where other people are at, but... I mean, that's definitely a good tool. Maybe. Maybe it's, like, a self-protecting tool, right? Because I don't put a lot of value in placement, so it kind of... Yeah. Um, I'm not disappointed a lot of the time, which I think... Oh, good. ...is a good push, though, yeah. for some people, right? They're but like, you're not oh, giving yourself, like, an expectation on... Um, Placement-wise. Yeah, that's good. Expectations on how I perform... And, you know, if you do have a chance to do a workout before you go somewhere, having an idea of where you should be at, yeah. if you do better than that, that's awesome. Um, and that should ultimately be your goal. But competition is also very different than your home gym, right? You've got elements that you weren't expecting, and mm-hmm. um, there's lots of things that go differently in competition, right? Yeah. Judging. Um, oh, my God. Like, movement standards. Judging. Equipment. Huge. The judge can ruin everything. Equipment. Totally. That's a big one. Yeah. Right. Equipment. At Ken West, yeah. our our bike didn't start, was, yeah. didn't work. Yeah. So we like and that's halfway through our workout, the time, yeah. they were like, "We have to get you a bike." I'm yeah, like, everyone has already started, <gasps> and they still had to get you a new bike. Yeah, yeah it, wouldn't, it wasn't working. Oh my god. Yeah, and then so you then, like reflect on that. You're like, "How do I react to that?" Right? Yeah, and I look back I and I was just like, shit? "Gosh, I was freaking out." And yeah. I was like, you know, I was doing my chest of bars, and I'm looking over, and they're still not biking, and I'm just like. Now it's in my head. Yeah. And I'm feeling like I can't even do my chest bars. Like, I'm just panicking. Yeah. yeah, it can throw you off your path. Yeah. I heard this sure. really good podcast, and it was about competing and training and how we can get in our head. But then mm-hmm. it was also, like, to get out of that space is really just diving deep, being aware of the things that you can control. Totally. Because, yeah, like you said, absolutely. there's all these factors that happen. You mm-hmm. have no control You over have it. control over how you train yeah. and ultimately how you show up that day That's and right. how you perform. Yeah. You can't control what other people are doing, what judges are doing, what yeah. equipment is doing, right? So you have to just kind of stay on that path. And for sure, I mean, I've been swayed from that for many uh, reasons and many times, but I think that 
definitely helps. I think that's almost like a good philosophy for just life in general. Yeah. Hey. Really. Focus on what you can control. Yeah. Totally. CrossFit is a good analogy for life. Fucking right. right. For so many. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were talking about that on the way here. We were saying that um, Tiff was saying that she has, you know, had some bad experiences with CrossFit, but also some good good stuff Mm -hmm. has come from it. So Mm -hmm. we were just reflecting. More good, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's for the bad. It's just more like figure out who's like fucked up <laughs> the people people so a lot of people are fucked up so i'm like uh, it kind of attracts a certain type of person i feel yeah. like right crossfit tends to attract mm-hmm. like a, sort of a type a type personality and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, a lot of people that are really like driven and motivated and then ultimately it's it's kind of a selfish sport um you can see some of that too right where people get like really imbalanced from yep. it, right? They just want to train and it's their entire life. So you can see some tendencies, oh, for sure. right? Definitely. I think so, that leads yeah. into my next question for you. Um, so you were saying you played college basketball. Yep. Um, Not an elite level. Um, I kind of, no pun intended, I kind of dropped the ball and like <laughs> didn't really apply to maybe some of the more challenging ones. Okay. Like I'd like to have played CIS, which is like a Canadian, it's a good Canadian equivalent to not not quite, like NCAA or before NCAA. Uh, so anyways, yeah, I played, but it wasn't super. Cool. We sucked, but anyways. Um, do you still play? <laughs> I don't, but I just actually mm-hmm. this last month became sort of reinvigorated to play again. So I want to put a hoop up in the gym. and oh, just cool. like kinda, Good girl. Kind of play around occasionally. I love volleyball probably more than basketball, but they didn't have a volleyball um, team at the college that I went to uh, or the university that I went to. So... I didn't play that, but I was playing like rec league volleyball and stuff. Okay. But it was a tough combo with competing with CrossFit. Yeah. Tough, so did you find the the better you got at CrossFit, you found it hard to play other sports? Um, I would say that primarily because I got into CrossFit and became a competitor, that a lot of other stuff just kind of fell by the wayside. You yeah. don't have so much time, um, for sure. But I don't I don't always recommend that. I think we have a lot of people at the gym that have a good balance, um, but as a competitive CrossFitter, there's not really room for that yeah like I work a lot our business is very busy so yeah it's kind of like one thing I can get in I don't have a lot of other hobbies outside of of CrossFit right basically well, anything it's your I business. do yeah well, it's your business. I put a lot of extra hours into it and then anything extra I do I make sure that I can involve my dogs so like I don't go skiing or snowboarding anymore I used to do that as a teen but yeah um I can't take them up you know, downhills, snowboarding. <laughs> so, like, I'll hike. I'll hike with them on my right. morning off. And you started mountain biking. Yeah, yeah. that was nice, actually. Yeah. That was something different. And, again, I can do that with my dogs. So that's really? Like, yeah, you can. I can take them out for an hour, and, and they're super pooped, and I get and a little bit of a And it's so much stuff. fun. Right. Yeah. Tiff and I went mountain biking just recently. Yeah. It was so fun. It is it fun if you fun. stick to easy trails, because I, yeah. <laughs> I, I rode a motorcycle for years, so, like, my handling is good, but, like, climbing over air obstacles is oh, not. Yeah. Like, that's something that you have, it's a skill, it's a fear. right? Yeah. It's fear. <laughs> downhill mountain biking. We had biking. to do the downhill, downhill yeah. and, like, loose gravel. Yeah, so it's And it was, easy. like, tail, tailing it down yeah. the whole time. Just we're like, no helmet. <laughs> oh, no. Fucking crazy bitches. I don't know what the fuck we were thinking. But it was fun. fun. It's yeah. a good Super sport. Fun. And then the Okanagan. The Okanagan has so much here. Yeah, you have Silver Star. Yeah, we've got a ski oh. mountain like 20, 30 minutes away. Um, we've got lakes. We've got uh, mountains and parks and stuff yeah, that you can. Awesome. It's pretty similar to me. Like, lots of think. paddle boarding and, yeah. Like, yeah. and summer sports that people get into. Love so. it. Love yeah. it. Huh. So what are your... Now, you're dealing with an injury right now. Yeah. I'm going to... 
Um, listening. We talked about listening to our body and like mm-hmm. bit of a balance there. So yeah, with the injury, I mean, I didn't, I didn't post that on social media. Um, I posted on my Instagram story yesterday that I wasn't gonna be able to make it to the uh, Fort Vancouver Championship. I was really looking forward to that. That's next weekend. Uh, Fort Vancouver is, I believe it's before Portland. Uh, I've been there before. It's like between Seattle and yeah, Portland. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really good competition. It's highly competitive. They basically pick from the top athletes. Um, if you've competed at regionals this year, you qualify automatically. If you were top 100 in the Open, then you um, were able to submit to go. Um, so it would have been really fun to go next weekend. But yeah, I do have a bit of a, a nagging injury that prevents me from going. And I didn't post about that on social media. I had a couple people ask if I was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not pregnant. Um, but yeah, I don't really like to post a lot of negativity on my Instagram page. Um, I think that there's benefits to posting real stuff and being authentic and wholesome. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, I try to choose what I'm posting pretty carefully uh, in some ways because I really want to be um, positive, like a positive force for people and inspirational. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's good. I think it's good to post about injuries because it humanizes you. And I maybe when I start to develop like where I'm at mentally with it, I can post about it. But some things I keep private. Uh, in this case, that was something I just didn't talk about. Like I haven't done a pull-up or any kind of gymnastics pulling in about four weeks, maybe five. Um, and it's not something that I feel like posting about or complaining about. I don't think totally. it's like... Um, yeah, I just think about the social media aspect of that. Um, I, I try to stay really positive with things. So I've just like done that. I've just done other things. I've focused more on my training on running um, mm-hmm. or aerobic capacity work that I can get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly it sucks. I mean, I kind of check it out every day. I'm like, okay, where is it at? Still hurts. Can't do a pull-up. Okay, mm-hmm. moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I do have an injury. Well, I'm going to – I want to talk about it just for a minute because sure. – what I feel the benefit, like, like what you mentioned was like, you know, bringing some, you know, like you're not a robot. Mm-hmm. Authenticity. Authenticity. Humanizing. Yeah. Well, let's talk about listening to our bodies because I know a lot of people, you know, they, when they drink the juice and when they're hurt, injured, sick, mm. people really tend to push themselves just kind of beyond that balance. Mm-hmm. And they're not taking in account that, you know, if you are a little bit more aware of your body versus training, then you know when you need a rest. Mm-hmm. And if you need a rest, then take a goddamn rest. Mm-hmm. And just because you take a rest doesn't mean that you're falling behind on your program or mm-hmm. anything. Because it's not, you're not going to get stronger being at the gym. Mm-hmm. If it's you're the sick, rest. if you're unwell, yeah. 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 Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the good balance in life. Big, big time. Yeah. And I mean, and here you are, so I've had shoulder injuries too, and it's definitely not, you do not seem like someone to complain about shit, mm-hmm. you know, um, I would never see, I could never see you post and be like, oh, my shoulder's hurting again, <laughs> fuck my life. <laughs> yeah, I... But now you can work on the other things, like yeah, your back squat, sure. yeah. your running, yeah. your other stuff, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's not like it's holding you back. No. No, it's going to make you stronger in the other areas that you probably need to work on. I always see them as a sign. Mm -hmm. I see it all Mm -hmm. as a sign. It's Mm -hmm. meant to happen. Mm -hmm. I need to chill the fuck out. Like. Yeah, okay, so all good points. Um, Thank you, I appreciate that. I don't 
encourage complaining or like <laughs> have time for it. I would say in like generally in life and in my coaching and I just try really hard not to complain because I just I have many people in my life that have really big issues and physical struggles every day and we don't have anything to complain about really. Bigger than um, yours. Bigger bigger and I think more important and I think mm. um I think we tend maybe in our society to have like a little bit of a preoccupation with like first world problems yeah. and we tend to um, maybe Live just in like bubble. dwell in our crap sometimes. So I try to, I really try to lift people up out of that if I can and myself. Um, so yeah, complaining. Thank you. I appreciate that. Cause yeah. I just try not to, again, like I think there's authenticity in like revealing um, struggles that you have, but I, I just don't see this as a struggle like it's it sucks i'm in pain uh, but it'll, it'll pass it's just a little totally. bump in your life uh, that's right just like anything like you see it and you just move on so yeah training in other um capacities working on other things that you can work on um i think that comes back to as well you mentioned um making sure that you're listening to your body growing up i was really lucky my mom was really encouraging and she and my and my dad um but they just wanted me to have fun and do the sports that I enjoyed. And if it ever got to be, like, too much, they would kind of pull me out of it. Mm, or we'd have that conversation of, like... Like, when I was in swimming, we'd start swimming two hours before school. And then it got to be two hours after school. And then it was, like... It was insane. I mean, my body fat percentage was probably, like... Non-negative. <laughs> uh, my mom would, like, take me to A&W and be like, We just need to get some calories in you. Like, you're yeah. too fucking skinny. Um, so did you did I you think, get your period at all? Like yeah, oh yeah, there? I was totally normal there. Oh, okay. I think this was before that. I was just mm. like super shredded. I was I was quite young, but I think um, she had a really healthy perspective, and and I kind of maybe, you know, as a That's result, cool. kind of had that. But um, maybe to to a, a another degree, right? Like I take a lot of rest days. Um, I've always taken I think really good care of myself. Um, in terms of training competitively, yeah, sometimes it can get away from you, but. Um, yeah, but you, when you're talking about goals, your ultimate goal is to be healthy, right? Well, so. yeah, but if you're like, if like you said, if you have, know you have a competition coming, mm-hmm. you know you're gonna do it. You want to do well. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna have a different regime going on coming into that. I think ultimately yes, and in this capacity, my body just wasn't ready for that. So mm. I was probably trying to just do a little bit too much upper body pulling because that's where I'm weakest. And then as a result, I got injured. But that's never happened before. Like in oh. competition, I've never been injured, I feel like, going mm. into one. So I think mm. I've been smart, smarter in the past. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, taking care of your body. I think for me, I have a little triad of things that I always make sure is in order. And it's, it's just sleeping, getting enough sleep, and eating well. And if I don't have those two things, I don't train. Um, or I don't train well. I think that's a So, so you won't train at all if you haven't met those yeah, if I if I'm tired and feel yeah. like crap, or I'm sick, or unwell, or I haven't eaten all day, then I won't train, or I'll come back later and do it when I'm feeling smart. I don't know. I just something I could take. It's like from. a requirement. Oh, I do the yeah. same thing. I'm the exact same way. Yeah, but I get a lot of sleep. I don't have kids yet, so I really value my sleep. But I think that's really <laughs> helpful for recovery. That's big time. <laughs> I'm thankful. Dude, thankful it's, it's a big it's sleep. across the board when you yeah. hear or read anything yeah sleep does oh yeah it's mandatory mm-hmm. if we don't sleep we get delusional we start fucking seeing shit mm-hmm. you're snappy you're not you're not logical anymore you get a little bit psychotic <laughs> and i think you're totally on it right there too mm-hmm. like a lot of people want they want that competitive crossfit or they want 
to be like exceptional and I don't think they know all the work that goes into it or yeah. maybe sometimes they underestimate it or they do it without having those those things in order right like they've got three kids and they've got a job and they sleep five hours a night like you're not going to be able to yeah maybe you are maybe you're like the very few per, like people that can actually make that work um but typically I think there's a lot of sacrifices to be made yeah um to be at that level and I just feel like I'm yeah. not really at that level right now that I can give just because we were so busy over the last few months love it um so you just you kind of like get a bit of a an idea of where you're at and you accept it um but I think like if you talk to Fikowski, uh, I know that you wanted to get down and, and speak with Brent. He will go to bed at like eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know his social life is is pretty good actually for where he's at, but I think it's probably pretty small relative to other people. Um, you know he's, you're not out drinking, you're not up late. Uh, when I was in like a more competitive arena and, and going to the regionals, I mean, I didn't drink for like eight months of the year. My nutrition was on. Um, no balance in that. Yeah, right, you kind of you kind of sway to the side. So if you're talking yeah. about like a, a, you know, a general um, population individual that goes into CrossFit, yeah, and has yeah. those goals that really wants to be elite, yeah, uh-huh. I mean, you're gonna have to probably Sacrifice. change some things. Oh God, totally. Or just get an understanding that that's that's your competition. Maybe going to the gym every day mm, is is your competition, point. right? Like going yeah. for that hour and competing with your friends and having fun. Yeah. That maybe for you instead of going to you know a weekend competition, but both are valuable. So well, that's why I like this conversation because it does um, go into you know really all aspects of life and how everybody is so different. Whether you're an elite level mm-hmm. or you're just a general population. Yeah, but, but both are valuable, right? But you're right. The all three are things are very important: is sleep, diet, and basically showing up. Right, training. Yeah. Training. Yeah. But, you know, like, not everybody knows, like, what is good for them. And a lot of people just do feel like all they need to do is train, 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 mm-hmm. train, train. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's not the training that's going to make you strong. It's mm-hmm. the rest in between and everything. Yeah. The mobility, the stretching. Mm-hmm. like The whole recipe. If, oh, yeah. If you're not doing those things, you're right. going to break right in half. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. When did you um, partner up with Mobility Movement? Oh, I actually don't know that. Uh, how long have we been together? Uh, like probably eight months, I think. That's exciting. Yeah, so they messaged me and uh, maybe longer than that, maybe almost a year. I need to check in on that. Uh, have you used Mobility Movement? I saw a little platform of it and Jen Lord was telling me about it. Yeah, cool. Because I don't do Mobility She's fun, hey? She is. I like her. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to interrupt real quick. We're yep. just going to take a quick break okay. and then we're going to revisit. Okay. okay. Back then, I'm just trying to fucking survive. (laughs) So let's get back to the the mobility. What what you're up to? So I asked if you'd use it because it's just it's a really cool site. So mobility movement. um, You go onto their site and they've got all these different options for you, um, which I really like because some days you might be feeling one thing more than the other. Yep. Right. So they've got like some restorative stuff, and they've got something for your pre workout. Um, so if you feel like getting energized and ready before you go to the gym, then you can pick one from there. But if you're just at home wanting to relax, um, like the restorative ones or the restoration ones are really nice. Uh, I like them because there's there's options for shorter videos too. They've got yeah. like 10 minute segments. I think we are all very very busy, um, and being able to commit to like an hour session is not something everyone can do. So I like those shorter ones because it's just 
quick and easy and if you want to spend more time doing it you can pick another one um yeah they're really great and they're great people too right so uh, so they they messaged you what, what was it like was it a random message did you already have a relationship with them um i think that they asked me if i wanted to try it and then i gave it a shot I was really grateful that i had an opportunity to try it um and i really liked it and then we went from there I don't think it was really random per se. I knew um, at the time there was a co-owner that I knew. Um, so whenever he messaged me about something, I just I kind of trusted him. He, um, Chad Benson was the founder of These Fist Fly mm. and one of the original oh, okay. um, yeah, owners yeah. of, of um, Mobility Movement. So Sweet. I think it kind of came from there. But um, Oh, I didn't know that they were. T- are they attached? They were. Um, she took over. Okay. So, yeah. She cool. took over. Cool. So it's her now. It's and then now. you were, what else did you have on your Instagram? These Fists Fly. So that's Oh, that is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so fun. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, These Fists Fly. I mean, I'm just super grateful. They uh, picked me up a couple years ago and same, I just appreciate being able to provide someone with like some feedback on their equipment or um, their apparel or in this case nice clothes they have nice gear and it's super stretchy and it fits the athlete well although this one's getting a little tight around the forearms <laughs> I will say I'm like oh that's quite tight it's all that pulling eh? um, yeah no doubt <laughs> but no I love their stuff and, and they're good people right they give back to their athletes a lot yeah, so that's they've helped cool. me along the way over the last few years of competing so um, good you're yeah. looking all good and your stuff super beneficial for yeah this is a sweet top Thanks. They've got some nice, yeah. Have you looked at their more recent stuff too? No. I mean, their weight vests. Oh, no uh, shit. Their weight vests to me are really nice because they're also a nice price bracket. Ooh. Like, I don't want yeah. to talk about anybody else's prices, but I look at some of them and I'm like, really? Like $300 for a weight vest? Jesus. Um, but these Swiss Fly, I feel like, is in a bracket that most people can can work with in. Yeah. Like 130 to 180. I think mine was, the okay. boss one was 150. Um, so to me, that's more manageable, I feel like. How much for, is your, how much is it weigh? Um, it's vest? 14. So each plate is seven, I think. Okay. Um, you get plates in addition to the vest itself and you put them in. I don't have it here, unfortunately. Mm, but So I cool. think that sort of thing is nice that they're doing some equipment and that it's not um, super expensive. Yeah, yeah, I didn't I know like they were moving into that side. I think that's available. People can, people can afford it. And and uh, skipping ropes, too. Oh, Lots okay. Skipping ropes. I've they're they're really... Ropes. Oh, okay. Okay. Jeez. Recently? Yeah. Or the RPM ones? Um, I had... I think it was the RPM one. It was yeah. from a few years ago. Yeah. So yeah. those were good ropes. They were. Yeah. So yeah. they're making their own now, similar to RPM. So. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's so awesome. cool. Getting outside of the clothing. Yeah, I think maybe yeah, just diversifying a little bit and doing yeah. like kids' clothing too, which is really cute. Yeah. Um, so cute. That. Not a lot of people do um, CrossFit kids' clothing, right? So yeah. that's neat to see. And yeah, like I said, they're just a good company. So David Spur was. Uh, with Chad, they owned it together, and then uh, David uh, sold it. But Dave and I are good buddies. Um, oh, he sold it. He sold it. Yeah. Oh. I think I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's actually down in the states now, doing some other incredible stuff. He's working with Brute Strength. So, um, but yeah, just good people. Yeah. That's usually um, I consider myself a very loyal person. So if someone wants to work with me, I'm I'm very appreciative of that, and I want to develop a good rapport and relationship with them and they've just been really good to me over the years so that's dope 
That's good. You want to support local people too as much as you can. There's not a lot of uh, Canadian companies out there, so. No, it's true. It's true for sure. Um, how long have you been married? Tell us your story a little bit about oh, your, your marriage and how, okay. when you met Jeremy. And... Okay. Um, okay, well, this kind of goes back to, you guys asked me earlier kind of what my background was. Yeah. Um, I went, I grew up in Vernon. I played lots of sports growing up. I was also strong in terms of uh, academic side of things. So when I went to university, I wasn't really sure about what I was going to take. Um, so I got an English degree, English and Psychology, from UVic. And then I got my Bachelor of Education to be a teacher. Uh, and when I was done university, I moved back to Vernon and I had, finally, a little bit of time on my hands. Um, and I had a friend who was like, you need to try CrossFit. Um, you'd love it. Uh, and I couldn't do it during my practicum, I was too busy. So basically, as soon as I completed my practicum, I joined CrossFit Vernon. And um, how long ago was this? This was in 2012, 2011, December of 2011. So five years okay. ago. Six years ago. No. Wouldn't that More be? Than that. Yeah. It's almost seven, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because um, it's 2019 it now. It is 2019. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it was, it'd be seven years ago, this past December? Crazy. I joined 2013. Yeah. And I remember seeing you oh. on the pull-up bar. <laughs> I'd only been in CrossFit for six months. And I'm like... <laughs> And then I cool. saw you in the bathroom and your hands were shredded and you were like shaking oh, yeah, under the water. I'm like, yeah. can I do anything yeah. for you? Like, I remember oh, that. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I was like, oh, fucking that, good job, buddy. That was at the, uh, <laughs> the Richmond Center, right? That was yeah. Regionals no, no, in, that in one. No, it was in, it was in, it was on the island. Oh, okay. I yeah. remember that. It yeah. was like, I, remember I was that conversation, so fresh, though. so new. Yeah. But you had you were like literally just got off the bar and you were like blood or in the first, bathroom. That was one of my first competitions. Oh, you fucking killed it! Thanks. You killed I it. doubt that, but yeah, yeah shaking <laughs> shaking is like a result of adrenaline, right? After you work out, you're like that. Oh yeah, uh, obviously. You know. And being cut and being though. cut, yeah. yeah, yeah, that hurts. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I started CrossFit and uh, I noticed Jeremy right away. Jeremy is the owner, was the founder of CrossFit Vernon, so. Um, and I really wanted to get a teaching job, and I was going to go teach overseas, um, and I wasn't really sure. I was, wasn't planning on staying in Vernon. And then we started dating, um, and I had to ask him out, like, three times. You did! There's, there's a funny story to this, but he hates it when I tell it, so... Tell it! I don't know. Come on. Um, there was just something about him that was really intriguing to me, and I... I find that I'm a person that like really picks up on energy, and I just liked his energy, but he wasn't really giving a lot. He's, he was very shy. <laughs> More, more so than he is now. Or maybe it's just because I'm really outgoing. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because you're um, hot and he's like, holy yeah, shit, I don't, I don't think, know what to do with this. So, thanks. But, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, he was just super sexy. And then he was training to go to the CrossFit Games. And I didn't know anything about CrossFit. Um, I was brand new. Like, I didn't know who Rich Froning was and didn't really care. Um, so he was training really hard. I remember just, like, watching him. Like, he would handstand walk across the gym, and I was brand new. Um, I'd never seen anything like that before. CrossFit wasn't really on, like, as social media radar, like it is now, It wasn't on right? the radar, no. So you see this person moving like like he was, and it was just mind-blowing to me. So I was really drawn to, like, his athleticism and then how he carried himself. So, uh, yeah, I asked him out. Um, 
Anyways, I asked him out, and he was like, no, I'm too busy, basically, uh, and totally shut me down. <laughs> and uh, You're like, oh. Yeah. It, yes and no, because he was like, I think I asked him if he wanted to come. I was waitressing at the time while I was um, doing some coaching in town and working in the Literacy Junction and after-school reading programs. And I think I asked him if he wanted to come to the pub to, like, have a drink. And now I realize how stupid that was, right? Like, he probably wasn't <laughs> drinking at all. Yeah. Not at all what he has time for. And he's like, no, sorry, like, I got to take a nap or something. Like, you know, he's, I get it now. He was, he was running a CrossFit gym. He was training for the games. It wasn't... But anyways, eventually I convinced him. I was like, so I'd like to hang out with three you. Three times. And what was the second time? Oh, but- shoot. Uh... Wasn't that this, you said too? No. I think I the first time I asked him if he wanted to come and watch me play broomball. This is super embarrassing. Um, there's like a winter carnival that happens in town, <laughs> and I was playing with some friends. You play basically it's like hockey in the streets. Yeah, but you play broom. with brooms. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. When I asked him to come watch me. I was just like like reaching for ideas, like just come see me, just spend time with me, <laughs> love me. Um, he was like, no, I, I got to take a nap or whatever it was. And then the second time I asked him to come to a drink or come grab a drink. And he was like, um, you know, I don't drink. Yeah. Which is totally fair. And then the last time, the third time was, I remember because it was the day after Valentine's Day. Uh, so February 15th. Um, and that would have been 2012. Uh, I asked him if he had a Valentine the day before. Like, Did you have a Valentine's Day date? He's like, no, I don't have time for a girlfriend. So that was the third time he like pretty much shut me down. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I just messaged him. I had his number because I had had an injury. Um, I probably just pushed too hard in the beginning. So I had his phone number. And I messaged him and just said, hey, like, you know, can I cut the crap a little bit? I'd really like to hang out with you one day. And he's like, what did you have in mind? I'm like, oh, maybe a dog walk or a coffee. So um, we went for a coffee at Starbucks. And, yeah, he was really... He always is. He's very integrity-driven, so he didn't want to date any of his clients. That's awesome. Um, So he was really hesitant in the beginning, and um, we just kind of hung out a lot and saw where it went. And after about three months, I would say, of kind of just hanging out with his friends, it became something more. Um, So I think he knew I was kind of around to stick around. So Yeah. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Um, Yeah, he's incredibly smart. He's, to me, he's kind of like a legend. Oh, too. You know, he's kind of legendary. He's uh, in the sport, in the sport of CrossFit, and just generally, right? He's incredibly intelligent. Um, he's got a good heart. Um, yeah, he's just a good person. So we're a good pair, I, I think. I think we make a pretty good partnership. Um, so yeah, my my kind of my role at CrossFit Vernon evolved kind of organically from that point. Yeah. Um, like I said, I was trying to teach in town, but. Um, at that point, there weren't a lot of teaching jobs in British Columbia. There are now. Uh, I ended up getting a, a job afterwards, um, but it was a little bit too late. So I just started helping Jeremy around the gym. Uh, at that point, it was he was in about a 1,300-square-foot facility, and uh, it started with me cleaning the bathrooms because <laughs> boys are disgusting. Yes. I clean the gym. I clean the bathroom at our gym. Yeah. Like, Twice a week, and you used to. I yeah. couldn't. Every time I go to the bathroom, I, just I didn't like going to the bathroom it. when I like look, and I'm like, oh, what yeah. is that? Yes, yeah. yes. Get those Clorox. <laughs> so exactly that started helping there. Uh, like I said, I had three jobs at the time. I was working as a waitress. I was running an after-school reading program for the Literacy Junction, uh, and there's a third one in there. I can't remember. 
So I had a lot going on. I was really trying to get in the school district, but I would help him clean the bathrooms. And then I started noticing like he didn't have any social media presence and he should, um, you know, no Instagram, I think maybe a Facebook, but very few followers and being kind of the vocal outgoing personality I was, I kind of started that. And, um, it's just smart because so that's just the way of the world right now, especially it's owning a business. Into, yeah. Back then, oh, yeah. too, yeah, it was it was quiet, right? Nobody knew what CrossFit was, so there wasn't really a point in, like, advertising, per se, but word of mouth and, like, and building that community. I felt like, more than anything, building that online community presence was valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think people really enjoy seeing that side of, they're like, oh, yeah, I saw myself on a video, or I saw my kids, or... Um, Look, I'm famous. I'm on yeah, the internet. I don't know. It's just neat. It brought people together. And you hear people say that. They're like, yeah, I follow you on Instagram or follow CrossFit Vernon. It's really neat to see what you guys are doing. A lot of people don't know what CrossFit is, right? So they get that view into your life. That's right. Um, so I started doing that and then started running events for CrossFit Vernon because uh, he wasn't really doing much. Like, And I say it not as a detriment to him. He was focused on programming and doing the things that he does really well. Um, and he still does focus on those and th- those are like the, you know, the premise and the foundation of a good CrossFit gym. So there, there's yeah. value in that. hundred um, percent. And then I started coaching. Uh, I got my level one and started shadowing and coaching and just kind of naturally fell into, and then we expanded together to 3,600 square feet in 2014, 2013. Sick. And then we just expanded, um, well, I shouldn't say just, it's been almost three years. Uh, to 6,300 square feet, which is what we're in Is now. it really? It's big, yeah, so. I can't wait to check it out. I mean, That's it's. That's huge. It is and it isn't. I think there's tons of gyms out there that are way bigger. We're really proud of it. Um, yeah. And I loved how he built it the way that he did. So mm. it started in 800 square feet. Mm. Um, and he has his, like, base group of people. There's people that are still with him right from the beginning. Um, Jeff Hutton was his first member. He's still with him. Um, Isabel Alberto. So there's. Some like really solid, strong groups still with him from from the get go, and then expanded a little bit and a little bit more. I don't know. I, I just love how it's grown. Love yeah. that. And you look around now, and you're like, this is what we created together, oh. and it's pretty phenomenal. So big I, win. I love going to work every day. Yeah. And yeah, yeah Jeremy and I, I feel like uh, work really well together. We work well together in the capacity of running a business together, uh, and then a life because we understand what it. I feel like we understand well what that takes. I think maybe it would be hard if I was doing something else entirely and yeah, couldn't really understand maybe the dedication that it takes because running your own business and doing it well is like it becomes... Especially with your partner, your like life. sometimes that can get a little bit too much in each other's faces mm. and you don't have a lot of separation, but it seems like you guys have found a good balance in that. Yeah, I mean the last few months haven't been easy, uh, I'm not going to lie, because we didn't see each other much. Mm. We were really short-staffed. Um, one of us would go to the gym and we'd basically like bypass each other on our way back, vice versa. So we'd, one one would be at home, one would be at work, um, yeah. and we didn't spend a lot of quality time together. So that's important, but w- I think we've kind of established over the years how that needs to play a part in our relationship. But for us, I think it works well because we kind of have different roles at the gym, and I think that's, why that's maybe evolved and changed over the years, mm. but you kind of... Do what you're best at, and then you kind of have your separate, right? Yeah. Space, no, no, you're saying it bit. perfectly. And then you share what yeah. what's important, right? Yeah. You share like training together and yeah, um, training together for regionals. I think maybe overlooked a little bit. I mean, we did that for Jeremy went to regionals for nine years. Right? Jesus, and I went for six. Um, I'm surprised you didn't know that, Tiff. 
He went to the CrossFit Games twice. His and he Instagram went to is huge. Really it's so it's famous. No, he's not. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy. Oh, I was like, what? Should we? Do you no, know what I like about Jeremy? Tires a little bit. He's very quiet. He's so humble. About it. Yeah, he's very about quiet his... about everything. Yeah, yeah. I you wouldn't really that. know. Aww. So even when he was at the games and at regionals and stuff, he didn't get a lot of social attention or media because he just didn't really care about it. So they would interview him and he would be like one word answers because he just was he wasn't there for that. They're like enough with this guy. He's like okay, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's cool because he is there for the sport. Yeah, he's there for it. He's totally. not there to he's be there famous for yeah. or for anyone else. He's there because he just loves the sport. Mm-hmm. Yep, I respect that. Is that what he built the gym off of? Just like a, a passion for, passion. Yeah, yeah, passion for strength and, and conditioning. He started basically just working out in his home as a teenager in his mm-hmm. garage. And mm-hmm. then he met Guy Gravett, who is our Olympic weightlifting guru and coach. And uh, yeah, it kind of evolved from there. He said, I remember his mom telling me that he said when he was younger, he's like, all I want to do is own a gym and have a dog. <laughs> such a typical male that's that's what I want to do and she was like so proud of him because you know like five years later here he is and, and he opened up CrossFit and Vernon yeah and a he opened up CrossFit Vernon when he was 22 oh what? my gosh 22 or 23 um that's cool and one of the first ones I mean I can't speak to the I know uh, CrossFit Vancouver and CrossFit Squamish there might have been a handful of gyms mm-hmm. that were open at the time. Yeah. In our area, or at least in Canada West. Yeah. But it's, uh, we're coming on eight, eight, almost eight and a half years now. He opened in 2010. Okay. So, I mean, it just wasn't as big then, right? Like now it's, there's more CrossFit gyms than there are Starbucks. Fuck, I know it. It's insane, right? It's blown up. Yeah. And I, I love it. But that. a lot of those gyms aren't working out either. Yeah, I think it takes a lot to have a good, successful CrossFit gym. It what would you think? Do you guys go off of like certain pillars for your gym? Um, yeah, I think that's probably why, in my eyes, it was it's been successful, and why I admired Jeremy so much right from the beginning is he was always very integrity driven. I use that word a lot, but his interactions with people, um, he was always very fair, mm. even just with like memberships, and because that can put a bad taste in people's mouths. So if you want to join a gym and then you get an injury or you move, um, you know, just dealing with people financially well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not being sort of sleazy in that regard or other ways. Um, just holding yourself to high standards and then wanting to do like the best possible job that you can do. Yeah. And that's always been like something that we strive for. And evolving and changing. Like, being okay with, like, dropping something and being like, no, that's not working for us. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all a part of, you know, that journey. Mm -hmm. Is like, well, you can look at them as failures, but a lot of times people use failure as, like, such a negative thing. It's it's not. It's just part of learning and evolving. It's a process, for sure. Oh, totally. But, yeah, Jeremy opened, so I wouldn't want to speak to that. He might actually have, you know, a, a phrase that he uses in terms of his philosophy, um, but that's something that's kind of evolved for the both of us, I would yeah. say. I think I probably brought on um, more of what he was doing in terms of the community as well, just starting CrossFit Kids and CrossFit Teens, and now it's just, it feels like it's, it's just kind of grown in terms of number and and passion. And I think, too, when you've got, that. like, a, just a male that's running, say, a gym, he can't really... Do it all appropriately maybe approach more of like a family dynamic or right. the women. Mm-hmm. So when you've got a husband and a wife, it's it's a it's an easier scenario for mm-hmm. 
all family members. Yeah, you get good yeah. aspects of the of the business. Yeah, kind of covered. Yeah, for sure. Well, men are good at a lot of things, and then women are good at others. And I know, like, I speak more for the women because I am one. But we're just way more compassionate and like loving, caring, nurturing. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to good like at multitasking. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Really, really good <laughs> but I feel like without a male in there, there'd be too much cattiness. You need that male yeah. who's gonna shut it down and mm-hmm. be like, "That's not happening in my gym." How do you guys deal with that? We don't have any drama. I, I feel like every gym owner says that. I love it though. We actually don't. Uh, I mean, we've had like maybe an incident or two over the last few years, but. We try really hard not to involve ourselves um, oh, that's in good. sort of happenings in between our athletes. And we're really lucky. I think that they're, it's just not the focus. I also think it's, being in the interior, you probably have a different um, type of folk. Maybe. Yeah. They're, they're pretty loyal. Yeah. Uh, I know that you have probably more CrossFit gyms where you're from. We have two in Vernon. Um, yeah, I mean, we had an incident with a coach a few years back. And again, like you learn from all this, all this, all the time. Um, but genuinely, like, we just don't, I think how you run your facility too, and how you, how you portray yourself or how you live your life is important. And Jeremy and I, we hope, perpetuate good values and we don't involve ourselves in like petty disagreements or gossip, um, or drama. We just don't have time, like literally don't have time for it. And I don't think it's our place. Um, but I think it's how we conduct ourselves day to day. And that's so exactly important. it. I think people will follow in your footsteps. If you're going to lead your life a certain way, like you are in a leadership role at the gym, they're going to want to mirror your image. And so if you're portraying yourself in a way that it's no bullshit, like you're just, you're there to train and people should like feel that they're there to let leave their stuff at the door and come in to your house, your, mm-hmm. your playground. Mm-hmm. And they'll follow in your footsteps. Totally. Yeah, I think that's been the premise of it, or at least I hope. And then we're really lucky. We've got phenomenal people, obviously, in our gym. Um, good friends of ours have been members for years. And my mom raised me. She always told me this. And I remember this, like, clearly. Um, you can gain a lot of insight into how a person is or who a person is by how they treat other people especially Mm. about how women treat other women and that's been like it's always carried me through my life like uh, I think women have maybe a tendency to be carriers of of like insecurities and that's maybe projected onto other females in lots of different ways (laughs) often but I just I try really hard to be very positive like if a, a woman is doing better than you like you know you need to raise her up she's yeah, doing better absolutely. than you because she's working harder than you yeah um or that's just where it's at oh that's just, you just it. have to accept it and i think so being I, ex- excited for that woman totally it will build up you as well so yeah. i yeah i think we're really lucky that we've got like all of our female members in my opinion are very welcoming cool. um yeah, and I, I think they perpetuate those values, right? Just being excited for other people, and there's not a lot of that gossipy stuff. I'm sure maybe it happens. I'm sure, like, that's a human tendency, right? Is yeah. to, oh, like, totally. Have those, so I can't say, like, we don't have it at our gym. I'm sure it's there. Um, I just don't see it. Cool. Uh, and it's not something that, that matters, at least. It doesn't play a role in our yeah. day-to-day stuff, If you right? see there's it, There's never issues. You... If you see it, do you, like, can you sniff it out? And be like... I think I have, like, a pretty good idea of maybe some... You get... A, 
I think I pick up on energy well. I yeah. can see when someone comes in the gym and they're upset. Or Right. No, I, I don't think there's a lot of people... We don't really have a lot of personalities like that where you would see something actually go down. Um, I think if there's Good. like... If there's a divorce, for example, thankfully there's another gym in town. Um, yeah. You know, maybe one mm. person parts ways. And then ultimately we just kind of step back and we let them make their decisions. Yeah. And if they want to come talk to us, if they have a genuine complaint or issue, like they're worried about this or they're worried about that yeah. or they're concerned for their child and their well-being or their safety or their health, that's one thing. But it, otherwise it just doesn't, doesn't matter. I think that's Good. so cool to hear because like a lot of the general public – have an idea that we're all swingers and crossfitters we're all <laughs> all involved with each other I mean I get it all nice. the time that I, nice. I'm dating my workout partner and I'm like I'm not like <laughs> well, you, you do develop really close relationships with people right and yeah intimate ones do evolve from that right I mean you see it um being a co-ed gym yeah you do see that and there's I think it's because crossfit's also like a very primal environment mm. you're like someone you're like sweating. <laughs> I'm serious. You're sweating. You're like you got your shirt off. Yeah. There's like hormones and stuff flying around. Hundred percent. It's a very like primal sort of. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a really good way to so put it. So things like when you're working out with someone, you're like you're feeding off of that energy. There's not like this divide between you as a human being and you as not a human being oh, when you're working sure. out, right? Yeah. It's like that's like the premise of. Especially when you like, you work out with someone every single day, like you're yeah, you yeah. do develop, a, and a relationship could become more than a friendship yeah. easily. I mean, I don't like encourage it at my gym, but <laughs> there's been you know three or four relationships that have evolved out of the gym, right? You, That's cool. You meet someone in there yeah. that you connect with, and I think it's cool. Yeah. Well, everything happens for a same, reason. Yeah. Right. Like, you clearly have the same interests. Interests. Yeah. And that's good. Like and yeah, that. maybe maybe something more evolves out of it. I think that's good. But yeah, people do become really close. And that's part of why CrossFit's The community. A, that's totally. the biggest thing. that When I tell yeah. people that they're struggling meeting someone when they've moved to a yeah. new town or whatever. During CrossFit, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, totally. Yeah, I moved to yeah. the mainland and didn't know a soul. I grew up in Seminar. And I started, like, like who would have thought I would become friends with some 40-year-olds in my 20s and have so much in common with them? Mm-hmm. And I met them at CrossFit. Mm-hmm. So I was like, get into CrossFit. You'll mm-hmm. meet tons of people. Yeah, I can see why people do say that, though, right? Like, it's a cult or... Yeah, whatever. sure. Because it, is. it becomes more of, like, a community. Like, it, I don't know a lot of other equivalents to that as an adult. I think for some people, their church Yeah. Uh, it often acts as a similar one, I would think. I'm not religious and I don't go to church, but I see, like, they have potlucks and yeah. they have get-togethers and they support each other. If someone's sick, they, like, you know, they all chip in. And that's very much like CrossFit, right? Yeah. You have someone yeah. that's like, that's more like Yeah, and... that's more like a village. But yeah. Like, what I find with CrossFit, the difference is like exercise releases those positive endorphins. Mm-hmm. And when that's like everybody leaves their shit at home just so they can use that as their sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So when you're training and you have these endorphins going, everybody's feeling good. Everybody's lifting each other up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't get that, that is, a lot You can't adults. get that yeah. anywhere. No. Like, And you feel so loved and included. Mm-hmm. And if you, even if you came from... Say high school where you didn't feel like, mm-hmm. you know, very much on top of anything. Some people I think excluded. it's a bit of a trip, right? They're like, this is a it's a weird place in the sense that people right. are in, like cheering each other on, <laughs> right? Like, what yeah. is this? You, you don't get that as an adult, no. right? 
and a lot of other people. Like, no. You don't get into your workplace. You're like, good fucking job, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You did your assignment on time, and you rocked, and I don't know. That's why I love it. Yeah. And yeah. I'll stick with it, right? Like, teaching was good, but but there was some aspects of it, too, where there was, like, you know, between teachers, there was... I find it's a negative environment. It can sometimes be that. And it, and you set your tone, I think, at your own business, right? You set your tone at your own CrossFit yeah. gym. And hopefully, I continue to do that over the years. Yeah. It should your, be positive every yeah. day. Knowing your personality now, getting to know you, like, for me to think of you as a teacher, I just probably couldn't see it. Well, yeah, I think um, I, I do long for teaching something academia-wise, mm-hmm. so, like, content and English, and, and which I think is a dying art. Um, and psychology, which I think is, you know, important for everyone. So I'm, I miss that aspect of it, but, um, I love what I do every day because I can set the tone for it. And my yeah. interactions with my employees and my team can be very positive yeah. and it should be like, it should be the best part of your day. I yeah. think. I yeah. think so too. Like going to work and you create, I think the most important thing is like you create your own, um, energy and your own atmosphere. So oh, hundred percent, but teaching, yeah, it's a good job. It's tough. Yeah, I wanted to be a TA, um, but then job. I spent a few days in the school system helping Jackson's class and just kind of listening to the teachers. I was like, I think this wouldn't be good for my personality. Mm. Like, I, I feel like such a negative vibe in a school as far as teachers go. They just don't love their jobs. I think it burns them out really quickly. Yeah. And I think it depends where you go. I think one, one school could have 20 teachers that are amazing and one that's not. Um, but sometimes that person kind of ruins it for everyone. So, um, even having like some teachers at our, um, my old gym, like they were just, I just hearing them. I was just like, oh, I don't want to be a TA. <laughs> I think it's a probably a combination of a few things, but your curriculum is very, it's measured. Um, yeah. it's given to you kind of like, this is what you need to teach and you don't have a lot of autonomy outside of that. And it doesn't change or evolve very That's easily. Right. I think you probably become... I would feel constricted by some of the... And kudos to them, to be honest. And I'm not saying they that... Do. I'm saying yeah. that they, yeah. they do have a tough very... job. Like, could you imagine no. having It's the hardest I've ever worked. Well, your children out? No thanks. Yeah. Well, and, and then the you have packed. to follow a certain yeah. guideline against your integrity sometimes. Yeah. Or the things that, like, are closest to your heart. And you mm-hmm. have to hold back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very stressful. It's Especially now career. with... Yeah. Um, there's so many things that you can't say anymore in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? politically correct, so. yeah. That would be tough. Yeah, you'd have to... I didn't have a hard time at all when I was teaching. Um, I was very careful about what I said. Like, I don't think I ever swore. Walking to the classroom, it was just like, okay, it's on. Mm-hmm. Um, which is difficult sometimes because yeah. you kind of have an opinion and you have to keep that to yourself. <laughs> yeah, if you want your job, like, you gotta, you gotta keep it hush. I did accidentally backhand my coffee once off the uh, projector though and I was like shit and then all the grade 8 kids looked at me and I was like fuck and then it was over I'm not teaching anymore so they can't fire me but um, it was completely inappropriate but it just came out and I think they were like this is really funny um, yeah. but no I, I understand what you're saying you definitely have to conduct yourself in a very um, professional way in, sure. in your social media, everything. So it's definitely changed since I've not te- not been teaching. But yeah, um, yeah. Now cool. you can be a little more raw. Yeah, a little bit more of what just kind of comes out. Primal. Yeah, primal. <laughs> yeah, you said that. I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, good questions. Do we cover it all? Well, mm-hmm. is there 
is there anything else that is obviously this is like your life and mm. you live and breathe it but mm-hmm. is there anything else that you like a message you want to give to the world you know mm. to make the world a better place oh that's so sweet yeah um I hope I do that just by living the way that I do um kind of I hope that I can provide someone with just like some sort of clarity or positivity in their day mm-hmm. um I would say to sort of everyone, women especially, um, maybe just to think more positively of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I was raised really luckily, I think. My mom kind of built up my confidence a lot when I was a kid. My husband bugs me about it. He's like, you have too much confidence. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't think there is such a thing. Um, Not when you've got love and kindness behind it. That is just... That's truth. That's that's true. I think... um, I think we're taught maybe not to talk about ourselves yeah. positively, yeah. Um, like that it's bragging or whatever. I think you should be proud of your accomplishments. I think you should shine as brightly as you want to. Um, and yeah. humble, but it's humble important to sure. be humble because if, sure. if you don't have any humbleness yeah. in it, it would be bragging. Yeah, and perspective. But I think yeah. when you are nailing those weights and like you yell it to the rooftop, like... Oh. Don't be humble in that. You worked freaking hard. Yeah, whatever. No, whatever. But you're, you're living in the moment now. That point. It's yeah. just like, fuck, I just killed that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Be proud of whatever totally. it is that you're doing. Yeah. So, not just in the gym, but yeah. if you're a mother. Um, yeah. You know, like to pat yourself on the back every day <laughs> for kind of getting through the day and for whatever purpose it is that you serve or whatever your goals are. Um, you know, be, be proud and shine brightly. Uh, don't let anybody take that away from you. So. What do you do uh, for, what are tips, Um, because sometimes I know, like, especially women, we take on a lot, Mm. and I think even for myself, sometimes I have a hard time giving myself credit, Mm -hmm. so how do you step back and be like, okay, I did a good job, I accomplished this? Oh, that's a good question. Well, when you figure that out, let me know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, just getting through day to day. I put too much on my plate, too, um, always. But I think that's part of being successful. I think mm-hmm. you do have to kind of maximize. I think the most precious commodity that we have and resource is time, um, mm. right? Like, you can spend your money and you can make more, but you can't get your time back. So just being, like, there. Yeah, enjoying every moment. I I try to do that. I wake up and I'm just like grateful that I have another day. Um, I don't know. I think perspective helps that. It was well said. But I like that. Because you could, because like I know like if if someone were talking with somebody that's listening that isn't very, feeling very positive, mm. you know, and it's so much easier said than done. And I always like, before I ever started doing anything, like really putting myself out there and like, thinking about the the baseline of philosophy it's like how yeah you want a here you are and b here's your goal but what about all that shit in between i think it takes daily practice yeah because i can easily fall into you know like i think depressive tendencies tend to happen to people and like even just in in winter time it's hard you're feeling unmotivated you're tired. Females have a lot on their plates, right? Hormonally. People have a ton of mood disorders out there. Mm-hmm. There's there's everything. And I can understand that being really difficult. I think being consistent, so getting up, eating something, making that a priority every day, being active, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's CrossFit or something else helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, like daily practices of, of how you manage whatever you have going on. 
Well, that brings a lot of discussion around the awareness of things instead of just feeding into these dark thoughts and this darkness. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, like, how do you be positive every day? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, just because I'm in a shitty mood doesn't mean I'm a less of a person Mm -hmm. or because I've had an ill thought about somebody and I'm less of a person. It's just being aware. It's like, okay, I don't like this person. Why am I not feeling it? Yeah, identifying what that is in you. Totally. Right? And then all of a sudden it just comes off. On. Yeah. It's like, oh, yep. after that. Yeah, facing it I think helps. Yeah. Uh, I have days just like anybody else where things are harder. Um, maybe sticking to the consistency thing is important, like I mentioned. Like yep. getting back into what I you agree. have to do to get there. Yeah. Um, and pulling yourself out of it. Sometimes it takes longer than you would think or longer than you would hope. Um, but these transitions can take time because how long, who knows how long you're in it? Mm-hmm. How long does it take to get to a point? Right. You know, it's like, oh, I'm 300 pounds. Well, how long did it take you to get there? Mm-hmm. Getting it off isn't going to take you no. yeah. a day. You have to. Or just because you lost weight, just because you eat a hamburger, you're not going to get fat all of a sudden because of it. You know, yeah. like these things take time. I think stick to your goal. Mm-hmm. Like have that as kind of the forefront of what you're doing every day, right. whatever that goal is, right? So I think if your goal is to get healthy, you know, stick with that. Eat eat your food, get to the gym. If your goal is to maybe treat people better, mm-hmm. um, you know, start with the interactions that you have day to day. Daily. Interpersonal skills. Daily. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think everybody, I hope that everybody wants to be a better person and to grow and to evolve, right? Yeah. Whatever you've got going on, I think, yeah, that's a tough one. Negativity can creep in, and I think having a positive self-talk and having positive feedback in your own head and, and self-talk is really important. And these are tools that you said, you mentioned, like, you kind of grew up with, like, your parents taught you. I think that I always had a pretty positive voice in my own head telling me, like, I could do anything that I wanted. Right. I think that came from my parents repeating that over and over. Not everybody <laughs> guessed that. No. Yeah. Um, no. And then you have to do that. I think you have to do that for yourself if it's not there. And some days it's a quieter voice, and you need to keep saying it again and again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that a lot of... Um, maybe my abilities when I'm weightlifting come from the fact that I don't doubt myself when I'm stepping up to the bar. Um, yeah. you know, I hear a lot of women that are like, oh, and you can see it when they step up. They're like, I don't know if I can do this. If you don't think you can do it, you, can, fucking you can't do it. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you at the end of the day. Like, it matters what you think of yourself. And I think you need to, you need to like keep that up. So if there's negativity creeping in, like kick it out kick it out of your head right away um, and just like start whatever mantra works for you. Yeah. I think that really helps. Um, I think finding good podcasts too because if you're not like that's why I like podcasts because it is something that you can listen to on the fly. Like yeah, totally. when you are using your hands and you can't yeah, sit there and yeah. talk. Well, we're busy, right? Women, totally. Women are, and men. Yeah. We're busy. We're driving kids around. You guys have kids. You know, yeah. you're getting to the gym. You're cooking foods. You yeah. know, you're busy walking the dogs. Yeah. Totally. I like popping the headbuds in and totally. And I think it humanizes people and it gives you something to connect with. Yeah. Totally. Because we can all, we can all understand these, these tendencies, right? Uh, negativity can creep in a ton. When you're alone and you're not, you're not uh, connecting mm-hmm. like through other people or podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, that can happen more frequently. Oh my right? God. Yeah. You're stuck in it. Mm-hmm. If you're not broadening your horizons a little bit, yeah, mm-hmm. you get real dark. Real you fast. Yeah. 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 I think that's a, that's a tough one. And I think starting with 
what you're saying in your own head can have an effect. And I think there are totally mood disorders that need to be like treated. I think talking to someone helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the severity of it depends like on your, the treatment depends on the severity. Um, you know, some people need chemical help. Yeah. But I think day to day, the negativity, if you can mitigate it by what you're saying about yourself to yourself, I think that really helps. I just realized that it's 2.15, yeah, go. and I have an appointment at 2.30 at the gym. Excellent. <laughs> so <laughs> time to wrap up. Thanks, Deanna. Thank you for doing this with me. Um, this has been really good. Let's talk really quick. We're going to put it in the show notes how people can find you. Okay. Um, but what's your Instagram? Deanna underscore underscore Meredith. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. And then your gym... CrossFit Vernon. Thanks for that. Yeah. And so we're going to post like a video on our story and um, a picture at the gym. So oh, check cool. it out if you're traveling yeah. Are you through. Are you going to come up? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do cool, it. Ladies. Cool. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Work hard. Play harder. Grind every day. We became smarter. Work hard. Play harder.